Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. That might be the mission of the nonprofit you're working at, or if you're a freelance grant writer, your own mission for your business. Here at Grant Writing and Funding, we do help change makers transition into freelance grant writing so they can earn their first five to six figure income while working from home writing grants. So we also teach you how to write better grants. And we also help people who may be at that earning potential already to scale their business by earning their first five to six figure contract while working part time. All right, so we have a wonderful show for you today. As always, super excited. We really dive deep with Tammy Tilsey from Foundant Technologies. And Tammy is the relationship manager at Foundant Technologies, which is an online platform for nonprofits, for grant writers. It is an amazing place if you're looking for great resources about grant writing, grant management, and so much more. And they also have amazing technology, as the name technologies, um, as far as grant management and grant research and so much more. Now, a part of Foundant, which I didn't know before, and I've actually had Tammy on the show before, so definitely check that out in our show notes today. She told me the background of the name Foundant, right? So it's really interesting, and I'll just give you a little partial teaser. And part of that is because the first part is two things, two different words, jammed together to create the word foundant. The first part, or the first word that's kind of cut in half is foundations. And it's not really like your foundation to your nonprofit. It's more talking about the funding source foundation. So charitable foundations, right? And they really leverage getting to know the funding sources. And the other part of that is, of course, the grant writers. So really looking at the both both of the or both sides to the coin, right? So the foundations, the funding sources who are giving out money, the grant making foundations, as well as the grant writers, people requesting the grants. So with all of this said, Tammy has come up with this amazing idea, and actually she's already been piloting and testing it, and it is so cool, and you guys get to hear more about it today, but I'm gonna tell you right now, okay, what you're gonna hear is where she has brought together foundations, so grant-making foundations, with grant writers in the same room, and then has spun it on its head, and she has said, all right, now we're not just gonna ask the typical questions from grant writers that might be like, oh, okay, uh, how, would we, how do the foundations do this? We're actually going to flip it on its head and say foundations, listen to grant writers, listen to some of their needs. So some of those things that have come up is foundations might say, hey, we've created an online application for grants and we're only giving 100 characters for this sec section because you know less words means less work and we're trying to look out for you. And the grant writers will turn around, they'll say 100 words does not, that's actually harder for me when you're giving me 100 words or 100 character count because all of a sudden I'm limited in how I can answer your question that you have, right? So really thinking about the lens of grant writing from the view of grant writers, right? And having those grant making foundations in the space listening to you all. 
So I love this conversation so much. So we're really gonna dive deep into that today. And we're gonna talk about what are some of the common things that have come up in these meetings. And this gives us an opportunity to really be at the forefront of the changing landscape of the grant making world, right? You know what I mean? So it is, there is a lot of shifts going on, right? We've had Mackenzie Scott come in and do a lot of changes to how grants are given out. We've had a lot of, um, you know, different foundations come in and, and do things different ways. We've, we've really had a shift, especially since the pandemic, with how grants are given out and with the discussion about even grants and now with AI and all the things, right? Um, so definitely this is a really thought-provoking conversation. So do stay tuned because you're gonna wanna hear what those common things, what the common threads are about the grant-making process from the point of view as grant writers and grant-making foundations. But before we get into this conversation with Tammy Tilsey today, I just wanna say thank you to Foundant Technologies. They are a title sponsor at the Nonprofit Consulting Conference, a two-day virtual conference for people who are considering starting a nonprofit consultancy or growing one. And that happens August 23rd and 24th of 2023. So thank you so much, Founded Technologies, for being a forerunner uh, title sponsor in that we are looking forward to that conference coming up right around the corner. You guys are definitely gonna wanna jump in if you are a freelance grant writer, right? If you own a grant writing agency or if you're a freelance grant writer, you are a nonprofit consultant. So definitely join. There's gonna be two full days of speech speakers, networking sessions, and so much more, um, you're definitely going to want to join. So I will have the link in the show notes today. And for all of the show notes today, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 280. Yes, folks, we are on our 280th episode. So thank you so much for being a change maker, joining in. We're so excited um, to have you here and to be producing the 280th episode. All right, here's Tammy. Hey, Tammy, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm well, and I'm so excited because you're actually back on the show. So it has been a while. It's been more than a year now, I believe. So yeah, it's a lot of fun to have you back on and hear all that we're going to be talking about, the cool things that Founded Technologies is doing. So if you're like, Founded what? We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about something really fun, which is looking at grant makers from the nonprofit's perspective, right? So you've done a lot of research on this, having grant makers and nonprofits in the same room together and on panels and talking about like, how do we approach this whole grant thing a little bit better? Because it's changing, the landscape is changing. And you guys are like the forerunners in front of that. So I love that. And we're gonna talk about the nonprofit consulting conference a little bit, but yeah, so we all want to talk about today. So thank you again for coming on. Um, and you're the relationship manager for Founded Technologies. So I love it. You do so great at developing relationships with folks. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. And I can't wait to get into it today with you. Yes, it's almost not not work building relationships because I just get out and get to meet people like yourself and just talk, right? You know, that's really <laughs> half an hour or so in the green room like just chatting about different things and like different networking things that are going on so I love it but um but yeah so you've been a so let's just talk about people might still be like what is founded technologies I've heard you mention it before Holly but like what is it so can you just talk about it a little bit before we get into the the content today and and find out about the whole uh what do we need from founders and uh or from funding sources and from grant makers today Yes, yes. Let me start out with who Foundant is. And I, um, we get called a lot of things frosting related, like 
fondant. <laughs> a lot. So I wanted to start out with founded, uh, had foundations and grants and kind of pushed it together. That's where the founded name came from. So that's why you say founded. But you know, I didn't actually didn't know that. I actually did not know that. I was always oh, a piece of trivia. I didn't know for a long time either, you know. Is almost because it is kind of a strange word, but now I get it. It's a very, it is a unique word. <laughs> so it's cool. Back in 2006 or so, we came out with a product for funders mm -hmm. and grant life cycle manager. And so over those years, we really built uh, a great set of solutions for community foundations, family foundations, private foundations, found, you know, grant makers, uh, and also those that really giving circles other other people that really fund nonprofits. So we have uh, software that helps that application as well as the application process as well as the follow-up reports, evaluation of grants and all of the tracking the grant makers need to do. So we have that, that's what we started with. But back when I joined Foundant, uh, they were wondering, okay, we try to make our applicant interface as easy as possible and very easy to use and think of the nonprofits as they are interacting, but is there more that we could do for nonprofits? And that's where GrantUp was born from of, yeah, nonprofits also need to track all of their deadlines, regardless of what funder, whether the funder uses our software or not, right? You know, so some of them don't send out reminders all of these things, they need to find potential funders and they need to track when their reports are due and give spend down and all these other challenges. So we brought to market Grant Hub and over the years that I've been with Foundant and even to this last month, we introduced Grant Hub Pro, which includes not just pre-award grant management, but more of that post-award spend down revenue tracking is it you know is it restricted is it you know for general operating and uh all of that whether you need to send in reimbursement grants matching grants all of that tracking so again trying to help solve more challenges so that's where found it has has come from and and so we have this unique position of having a lot of clients that are funders and a lot of clients that are nonprofits and yeah. really looking at what can we do with this uh, unique opportunity. Uh, and that's where I threw this idea by you of like, can we talk about our reverse panels? I'm so excited to get into that topic. I love that. I love that history. Thank you for sharing because it's so cool. Like, I didn't know how that sounded. <laughs> But that also leads into the conversation we're having today. You guys are so true to that mission and the values of how even your name was created that we're talking about that thing today. You know what I mean? The, the mixture of foundations and grants. Like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So I love that. And I love that perspective from like nonprofits too and, and, and being able to access something where they're like, okay, we also need grants. We need to figure out how to handle this grant process because the grant process can get so messy with 
how do I, when do I submit? When are the reminders? Um, you know, how do I handle this post awards? So I'm really glad that you guys now in your 2.0 grant hub, like, you know, it's really also looking at not, let's look at the full cycle, right? Like, like not just the pre-cycle, but there's definitely a post cycle that gets messy to be handled, right? Right. <laughs> in there. You have different people that handle that and that's fine, but having, everybody use a central system yeah. will help you just be that much faster where, where you know all the data so that you can work on the report or you know you're just more in sync with your grant team from the accounting from programs tracking you know what the grant is funding and all of that so it's very I love that. yeah and the other thing you know my coach yeah sorry yeah. more people to build relationships with yes <laughs> <laughs> so you're like right on my lane. But I love that too, because one thing um, my coach has really been drilling into me this year too is processes over people. And, you know, as far as like aligning your systems and all of that. And I really, that just made me think of that. Like you're like when you talked about like, yeah, sure, you have might have different people that do certain things, but just relying on a person's knowledge of, you know, their experience of maybe they have their own system, but what happens when that person leaves? What happens right. if they have transition time? Like things happen all of the time. And then you're going to be losing so much of your system because you don't have one. That person had one, right? So it's like really thinking about processes and no matter who the person is, they can step in and learn that but then it's always, you don't have to keep replicating or learn a new thing because it's it's the same thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, so I really like that approach and I'm really into um, streamlined systems. <laughs> and that's so anyway, I just wanted to say that on the side because I do think that's really an important thing that a lot of people think, well, do I need that? I have this person that does that. Unless they're using a system that somebody else can easily walk in and learn, that's what you need to have, right? You need to have that. Otherwise- yeah, you might have that person that has their own system and way of doing that, but what happens when that person leaves, right? So, ooh, yeah. And, and not only that, but have you ever been asked from your executive team, how are, how are things going? Where are things going? How many grants do you think we're going to get? How many grants have you already got? Like, how much of your time is spent just answering questions that people could get at themselves if you had a system that had, hey, just click on your dashboard. It'll tell you where we are. Oh, have we applied to that funder? Just click on that funder. You'll see if we have, right? You know, I mean, more of this organization's system that, that's a little bit more self-serve or, or at least it helps you create those reports with just a couple of clicks so that you're not spending hours trying to pull together your stickies and your whiteboard and okay, I'm applying to 12 grants this month, right? You know, and how many did I win the previous month? Yeah, all of that stuff is just, like you said, streamline, save you time, make you, make you look better, right? Well, yeah. based on history, I could see I get this percentage win. So right. if I had this many more funders, if they're a good match, maybe we could project this, you know, and you could be involved in more strategic decisions and discussions that really... It raises everybody up in the organization and, and takes off those menial tasks, right? It does. I love the saving time because 
I always think of like writing grants, right? And a lot of you guys listen in out there, you write in grants. Um, and the thing is, is you, when you win a grant, it's exciting. It's, it's for sure, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I won this grant. You think you're never going to forget it. Oh, guess what? Next year, you're going to be like, how much was that? Was it was that last year? Was that three years ago? And then you have like a deadline to get a grant in and they're asking you for a history of your grant awards. You know, and if you then if you have to, like you said, figure out where that document is, that file, when was that, pulling that together, that takes time. And the other thing too is you might forget something that you won that you could really talk about in a grant proposal that would set you up with credibility. Maybe it was a grant that was super aligned and similar, same amount or from the same funding source. And if you mention that in a grant, yeah, we've also won this grant before, blah, blah, blah. That speaks volumes. That scores more points. You know what I mean? But if you forget about that and, you know, and you don't talk about it, like you could lose points on something that you've already like, had. you have a portfolio, but you just don't know it. You're not. Yes, because the more you show that you treat the stewardship of the money very seriously and that you, you know, enter it into a system, you have a system that supports your processes. We know how we do that. You know, the funder's going to be like, oh, these guys know their stuff. You know, these are somebody that we want to fund, right? Yeah. They're good stewards of the money. And that's, Again, something that we really enjoy helping and partnering with the nonprofit and the grant program. I love that. Yeah, that even speaks to like, I think like Bob Proctor, somebody talks about that too, like that what you measure, what you measure grows, right? So if you're not really paying attention to it, like even with your own bank account, let's say you're taking care of your money, it's easier to then create more savings and understand your flow and all of that. If you're kind of like, I'm just running away from it, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> really gonna grow and it's not like nonprofits are doing that but yeah. they're so busy trying to raise the money that they don't even really understand maybe what monies they've had curated or what's happened right so it's kind of like what you pay attention to it does what you measure grows so it's just this is a way of being financially responsible I, I really believe with the money that you do secure with grants to put it into a system to really understand it, to be able to be on top of it. Like you said, well, what percentage did we even win in grants last year? What areas do we need to focus on? This can be those, uh, so I love that Grant Hub 2.0. You know, it's really helping that process. And I know that might sound a little woo-woo, but I think that process is so important, right? For people to measure all of these things. And like you said, to save time, to be able to go click, what, did, what was that? Click, what was that, right? Whatever that question is, how many grants did you win? Did you, did you um, submit to that funding source before, right? All of the things, the grant makers, which ones are out there? Because you also do grant research as well to find, um, to find grant sources, right? To find grant funding sources. So that's really important too, when you're doing that. Like who can I, what are new, new relationships I can build with who, right? So looking for those grant makers. Funded similar organizations, looking at it from another angle. That's one like kind of hidden part of our, not too many people know, but it, it's, I don't know why we don't have it on our dashboard. <laughs> go in and say, okay, this organization similar to ours, who gave them money, right? Oh, you know, I like that. That's good. They're in a different state. Well, just looking at the types of funders, all oh, that brings up a whole bunch of other ideas, right? Yeah. And you can just uh, get ideas from them or if, hey, the same funder may fund you too. 
Yeah. So, so good. So I'm so excited. Definitely a great launch you guys have going on right now. We're happy to support it because these are resources that our listeners are looking for how to do grant research and find grant makers, how to, you know, um, actually do grant management, all of the things that you guys um, have developed for your software. So you guys are interested, definitely check it out. Um, we'll have all of the links in the show notes to see the Grant Hub 2.0. Um, but also um, we wanted to talk about then our topic today. <laughs> We have lots of good gems out there for you guys in that. So what we want to talk about, though, is um, looking at it from the perspective then is here's the foundations or the grant makers. They kind of feel like over there, right? Kind of like abstract. And then we have the nonprofits who are like, okay, I want to reach them. A lot of times, though, there's no solicitations or, you know, there's there's like a gatekeeper there that even if it's not like a real gatekeeper, it feels like one metaphorically because it feels, they feel so separated. So you guys have done a lot of work on bringing these two people together, right? And I love that because this is where we need to have more conversations, right? Because it is about relationships. And a lot of times I think nonprofits kind of forget that they kind of think it's about just asking for money. And that's, we kind of need to break that down, I think a little bit, right? So let's let's hear like, what, what have you found out from bringing these two sources together, grant makers and nonprofits that are seeking grants and how are they, how are they talking? <laughs> this is great. So if you've ever been at these funder panels where they have four or five different funders and big audience of nonprofits asking them, how do I work with funders, you know, and how do I ask additional questions or first read this, you know, all these things that keep coming out of how you could stay in your lane and line and do things exactly this way to make it easy on funders. Well, what if funders really knew what it was like on the other side? And so I've been wanting to do this forever. At our organization, I have a, a peer who handles the funders, and I keep telling, you know, let's do this. I think funders would love to hear what it's like, what nonprofits with they knew. And so yes. pulled together on a webinar, and we've been doing it with regional uh, funder trainings. We'll put together a panel of four or five nonprofit, real experienced grant professionals that have been there, done it. Maybe they're consultants and have done it several different types of organizations. Maybe they're an executive director that writes grants also, all different types. And then we ask them, you know, start the discussion. All right. You know, what, you know, what type of barriers in the application process or what things do you get excited about? when you see and that you know, okay, this is going to be good. I know what to expect, right? Or, you know, what what is that? And then the conversation just starts going. And of course, you know, what do you hate the most? What's what are you gonna say, Holly? Right? You know, so that always right. You know, why forms have character counts? Why do you give me such, you know, tell me your organization history in a hundred characters or whatever, right? You know, this crazy stuff. And to actually have that follow-up question and discussion and to see these nonprofit professionals being vulnerable. Because yeah. a lot of times when you do this regionally, they're talking to their funders and they're continuing. Um, yeah. Right? yeah. But they're all just professionals because they yeah. learned how to do this, right? You know, so they're constructive feedback. And then the thing that really excites me 
And I know that maybe now's the time, but a lot of funders are looking to mm -hmm. make here for nonprofits. They're trying to be perhaps based philanthropy is coming up. How do we be more equitable across? How do we make it easy? And yeah. sometimes they do things like, well, we always gave them a two-page LOI. Let's cut it down to one. That will make it easier, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, you got yeah, it. Like, you can say that. You know, because I want you to be two pages. You know, and they're like, yeah, I made it easy for you. And it's just so exciting to see these realizations of like, no, that wasn't easier, right? Mm -hmm. How about give them a question and then say, we, you know, in the parentheses, we're expecting two paragraphs here, but give them 10,000 characters. If they needed three paragraphs to really tell it, but you're telling them what you expect. Because yeah. sometimes when you don't tell them what to expect, they're like, oh my gosh, they have 10,000. I better write because everybody else is using that space and thinking, you know, all of these assumptions are going back and forth. And, and so to, to me, I just get chills as I watch of these room full, these, you know, webinar full of funders taking notes and they're going to go change their application. And yeah. knowing that this panel affected hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits experience, it's going to be better now, right? Yeah. So it's just really exciting, you know, uh, those, those panels. I love that so much because that's such a flip, right? So I love, I love just looking at that because it is in the past, what are you going to hear from nonprofits ask from, from funding sources, right? They're going to be saying things like exactly like, well, how do I make it easier to approach you? How do you blah, 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 like all of the things? But if you say, well, funding sources, what let's listen to nonprofits. Because they do, they make a lot of assumptions, like, oh, let's just, you know, make it like videos now. And whether or not that could be really difficult, you know, for certain organizations to submit videos, right? Maybe they're not like comfortable in front of a camera, right? So it's like, or the quality isn't as good. So it's just like how, you know, I don't know. It's just, I think having these conversations and being like, what is it? Yeah. What, how can we make it together? That question exactly came up because that's really hot right now. People want to know, well, let's make it easier. Let's do a video application. And then, you know, with just a few questions, but then they end up like do a video and the question, right? You know, yes. Yes. You know they were, it, it was again, just fun to ask the questions, step back and watch the questions and follow up questions, go back. It's like, well, if it really was easier, if it really is just a phone and a recording, right? Yeah. And um, I could just do this, or if it has to be the executive director, if it has to be this, now you're starting to really make it much more complicated than it was, and you're thinking you're making it easier. Yeah, because right? now you have production, and then you have, like, you still have to hit criteria in your video, I imagine, right? So then it's, like, also, like, some people are more long-winded, some people are short. Like, how do you like really right. that, right? Yeah, and you're like, well, then it doesn't have to be proficiency in, in writing the English language. And so you think you'd be, you know, but you've got to be careful with setting expectations. And that's what came out of that discussion of how would you then use videos? And it, it came up in the reports too. That's another area that we drilled into. And it was just a lot in my mind, hilarious. I'm sure nobody else was entertained. But 
find out that everybody's asking for all this data. Like when you when you want on your follow-up reports, well, tell us, you know, how you're doing, what, you know, how the spend down is going, and then how many people you've served, and you know, all these things that were in the, the plan of, of the grant application. And all the funders are going, we just want a picture and we want a little video that we can share with our board of like, see what our grants are doing. I'm like, well, did you ask for that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, right? Yeah. And so if you want both, kind of ask for both or say this is optional, but if you have a couple in your, you know, library that you could just send along, we'd love to, to show this. And then of course the nonprofits want to make it easier for the funders to know the having and then you know those videos oftentimes are already made right yeah yeah or whatever you know so mm -hmm. yeah. i love that so what are the other themes that came out that were kind of common like you have video character count like what are the kind of things that you hear from nonprofits that are like hey well, it's funny because as i sat to a ton of nonprofit, you know the grant training what's the question that everybody kind of dreads and I, maybe it's different for everybody, but the sustainability it always comes yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't know. They're asking you for money. <laughs> you know, and you don't fund me, you can find somebody who funds me. You know, that's yeah. what I'm But like, it's funny to hear the, the laughter and the jokes of like, well, really, you know, like, well, what are you, what are you looking for? Yeah. Are you looking for, are we, a stable organization. Well, we've been here for 30 years. You've granted us for 10. Why are you asking this question? What do you want to know? Right? You know, yeah. What are you trying to get at? And, you know, so because these are the types of answers we're going to give. Is that what you're looking for? You know, and, and, and again, it was just great to like, oh, maybe we shouldn't ask the same questions just because we've always asked the same questions. Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> And, and so that's, you know, those things coming out that, that really I could see was going to change a lot of grant applications was, was really um, just exciting to see. Mm -hmm. And another one along that line of, of questions was, I don't understand when the questions are so similar. That's yeah. really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like, should I just say C answer to question three? <laughs> or you know what you looking for those, you know, really giving more detail on why is this similar? Tell us why it's different than the question you just asked, right? Right. Right. Um, I think the number one thing that that came out also is being able to see the full application before you start like if you're even deciding whether you're going to apply or not you see um, like there's no like for online applications yeah you can only see like the first three and then you got to like spend all this time and you get to the end you're like mm, maybe this isn't good fit but i just wasted all this time right because there's extra questions that pop up and you didn't have time to prepare for them right and all these things with some of those so that that came out but um since since they were our clients, our, our grant maker software has that capability. So there were a lot that says, well, this is normally frustrating, but with if you're using Foundance grant maker software, they you know have already uh, yeah. those challenges like we save. So partial work is saved every 15 you know, minutes or something. 
so you don't lose things when you close the them and you know some of those painful things were already you know everybody you start talk with right but I love that so much yeah so looking at these different things and and it's so good why are we asking the same questions just because we've always asked them and I see that happen a lot right I even see that you know nonprofits kind of replicate that doing the same events every year and it's like do they really analyze is that really working in our favor, right? Is that really, so I love that kind of like, oh, let's have this, but hearing it from the other perspective is so important because if you're just sitting on a board and because, you know, I sit on a board of directors, I've sat on a lot of board of directors and we've put out a lot of grants before too and opportunities. And it's really about that. We need to really figure out what we're asking. Like, you know, if we're having people apply for grants and understand why it's important um, to us and why we need to have certain information. So I love that looking at that because that's a sustainability question. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, most of you are, but if you're not, it's how are you going to keep sustaining this program after this grant funding has ended, right? <laughs> well, it's a dramatic funding and we're like, yeah, yeah. But people are like, how do I do that holiday? I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> Here we go. Because it is it's building a business plan. You know, your grant is a business plan. And you kind of do have to think about that in a way, but you could position it a little differently too. Like you were talking about how long have you been around? But at the same point, if you're totally new, we are looking at having more equitable grants. You don't want to, you know, you don't have maybe that much of a track record. So how are you going to showcase that? So there's some there's some conversation to have, and it's more about that thought process about what do they really want. Does the program even need to continue? That's the other thing. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know? This problem is just a spot. They, not, we're done asking for money. So, yeah. Yeah. This is it's just for a one year thing. We're building the curriculum. When it's done, we don't need more money. Then we're going to move on and ask for money for, you know, then implementing the curriculum or whatever. It's going to be a different program. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, to see that from uh, funding sources. So, the other thing I wanted to know did AI get brought up at your panel so far? Not yet. It's definitely brought up in, in the circles of our, our grant. Well, actually, it has been brought up and not during the panel. And so I imagine it will. Uh, yes. Coming up soon, you know. Um, but the the grant seekers, the, the nonprofits are kind of ahead of the game in my mind of, you know, how can I use it? How could I use it? How do I cite if I used it? You know, how, how do I use it appropriately? Mm -hmm. and, um, I think it could be a powerful tool. Uh, does it help you take something down from 550 characters to 500 characters? You know, that may be a good use of it, right? It does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> you still got to read it, though, to make sure to check out the right words and not the wrong words, right? So, yeah. Sure. Or something that I always have problems with, what's a clever name for a program? Like if you did a big program description, we're helping kids do this, you know, what's a snappy name for it? I love that. That's a great you, way to use it. You gotta be careful with AI about what you put into it if it's not your content and, and, and it gets shared. You know, everything you feed it is now public, right? You know, so... So, but if it's just something on your website that's the description of your program, you know, what are some snappy names? What's the summary? You know, those types of things. Um, looking forward to how that could also help or, you know, 
be integrated into our software as that we figure out the challenges it's best at. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I'm wondering too, like when we're going to see the impact on the funding source side or on the foundation side, right? So like, and I, I, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast a while ago when ChatGPT was just getting mainstream, but one of the things that I found and I was listening to um, on NPR and it was really interesting, they said that one of their science, so it's kind of different, but it, I think it aligns, right? One of their science fiction um, is a publishing house actually had to shut down because they got like temporarily until they figured this out because they were getting so many submissions. Like they said, normally they would get like 10, you know, science fiction book like submissions, right? Um, manuscript submissions. And they were getting like 10, per, like they usually at 10 per day, they were getting like 100 to 200 a day because all of a sudden people were using AI just to write books. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking like, for me, that just because I'm a grant writer and I was like, right away, I was like, I know people are going to be using it to write grants. I think they're a little bit slower to the some, you know, like, but my thought was on the other side, the foundation side, what yeah. happens? Because, you know, like this publishing house, they only have certain capacity to review, you know, they have a criteria. They don't have the manpower to the women power to review one to 200 manuscripts, like, you know, a day, like they just don't. So they had to shut down until they figured out how they can even do that with this new demand and just increase or influx, right? Because they don't want to charge either for people to submit, just like grants. You're not going to charge a fee, you know, to submit a grant, you know what I mean? So like, have you heard anything from the foundation side? Like we're getting an influx of grants or something like that or any? Not yet. Not okay. yet. Interesting. So like our, how do we find more applicants? Heard yeah, that. okay, okay. And I'm like sending them out to my sources of like, oh, fire, looking for more applicants. But um, that's definitely the possibility of uh, using AI. But you, you've got to be really careful and responsible about that, too. So careful. Yeah. You don't reinforce biases. And I, I mean, you know, you've got to be very careful with how to, how to use it. So it's exciting. Yeah. So don't just go use AI, you guys, as an example, and write your grants. You still have to look it over. I have seen people toying with it. I've toyed with it for some grant writing. Definitely some support it can help you with, but I think learning how to do it, and we just had Philip Dang from Grantable on, uh, talking about AI last week on the podcast about that too, so just a little drop there. But I know a lot of people, that's the buzz right now is grant writers talking about AI and how to use it, and is it something we can use in our grant writing? And and I'm just wondering, yeah, it's going to, I wonder how the impact, because in my mind, I was like, well, if there is like another like influx of grants coming into funding sources, they will have just like a publishing house to kind of like sit back and say, does our evaluation change? Are the questions that we ask changed? Because if anyone can just put something in and get AI to write it, is, is, is that okay then? Or is it not? Like, you know what I mean? I think these are real ethical questions that needs to be brought up with um, the foundations as well, right? So would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> grant writer, grant professional out of business is how do you find the right, the right funders? You can search for a list of funders, finding the good match, you know, coming up with the programs. Hopefully it just makes everything better. Yeah. You know? And we just work 40 hour weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 32. Yeah. You know, <laughs> our, our <laughs> yeah. And, and nobody knows that we got a little, you know, AI going on. <laughs> we take Fridays off. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. So, it just makes everything better, but we've got to like guide it that way for sure. Yeah. And I, and I like that whole thing of like, still, I love the foundations that are working with you and like going to these panels and being vulnerable and, and, you know, and not trying to stay in that power position, um, that, you know, like that really speaks a lot to the people that are working with you and the people, the foundations that you guys have in Foundant. Um, okay. it really does. So just shout out, like, applause to you guys on that and, and attracting those types of people because this is how we're going to reshape and create more equity in the grant writing space in the nonprofit space right because we do want to do that we don't want to just keep funding certain programs that help a certain target population you know it needs to be more equitable so yeah I love that you're doing this to have really help the entire landscape and the way the future is moving with grant writing so yay <laughs> Yes. So yes. All right. So um, as we kind of wrap up from this, but before we go today, I did want to give a big drop out or or shout out to you, drop out, shout out to you guys um, for being the title sponsor of the nonprofit consulting conference coming up very soon, August 23rd and 24th, two days full virtual conference. It is going to be amazing. Back to back with speakers, networking sessions. The sponsors are doing some amazing things with uh, the digital swag bags. People are going to walk away with so much uh, resources. And this is definitely for you if you're thinking about becoming a nonprofit consultant or growing your nonprofit consultancy um, as well. So if you want to serve nonprofits, maybe you do accounting with them, grant writing with them, right? Social media marketing with them. There's so, there's so many different things that you can do to serve the fastest growing industry in the United States, and that's the nonprofit industry. So, <laughs> yeah, step up. So, anything you have to say about the nonprofit consulting conference coming up? We, we love to sponsor. This is second year that we sponsored it, second year that it is. Just, we have heard so much from the clients that attended it of how transformational it was, right? To really network with other people that are building the same thing, hear from great experts that have done it, did it, have great advice to share. And it's not about how to write it, it's like how to build a business. It's build that scare you and you think you should already know and you don't. And, or you maybe can learn how to do it better. I have yet to meet the perfect person that can do all of it, right? So maybe this is your strength, but you know, how to change your prices, how to bundle things, and it just, it really helps you build your business. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, we're definitely excited. I mean, like you said, it's anywhere from like how to start an email list, how to grow an email list to even Sean Kosofsky is going to be there talking about how he went from part-time to full-time consultant. So his journey and a lot of sharing story as well, which I think is really important and we learn a lot through that. So, and I'll be there talking as well. So about how to do value-based pricing and all the things, fun things. So yeah, definitely the theme this year is how to know when to grow your nonprofit consultancy business. So it's going to be a lot of fun to say, okay, these are ways that where you can start and how you can grow. So a little bit for everybody. Um, but thank you so much for being our second year title sponsor. We're super excited um, because of the work that you do and just the where you guys are, your values come from. I think it just speaks volume. And I love that I now know how you got your name. Start to be a, you know, question. <laughs> awesome. So where can people find out more about Foundant, more about 
grant um, hub, all of the things that you guys are doing, um, and then also show in the, share in the show notes, but just for people listening that might be out there walking or running or cooking or driving, where can they find you? Yes, foundant.com, and that's F-O-U-N-D-A-N-T.com, and then just look under solutions. We have nonprofit core for all your database needs, accounting, CRM, fundraising, grants, and then grant hub, grant hub pro. Love it. Love it. You guys can get demos for all of that. Definitely uh, check it out. Um, you get free demos. You can see a lot of different webinars. I've even done a webinar with you guys. Yeah, yeah. sign up for those. And, and then if, if, if you're not needing a solution right now, just hang out with our community. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much again, Tammy, for coming back on. Um, I'm super excited. I'll see you next month at the Nonprofit Consulting Conference. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode with Tammy Tilsey of Foundant Technologies. Once again, we just want to thank Foundant Technologies as a title sponsor for the Nonprofit Consulting Conference, a two-day virtual conference coming up August 23rd and 24th for those who are thinking about starting a nonprofit consultancy or growing one. We will have tons of topics, networking sessions, and so much more. For the link to find out how to sign up and register for the Nonprofit Consulting Conference, as well as all of the show notes today, how to get a hold of Tammy, Foundant Technologies, you could do a demo with them. You can check out all of the things for free uh, with them as far as a demo. So definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two eight zero. So thank you so much. And as always, if you love the podcast episode, please do me a favor, especially helping celebrate our 280th, oh my gosh, podcast episode. Jump over to iTunes or your favorite podcast player and please do me a review. Every review does help other people come across our podcast and get access to all of these wonderful and free resources. All right, guys, I will see you next week. I hope you're having a marvelous summer. Bye-bye.